right. Hey, everybody, who's glad to be at church today? Is anybody glad? Come on, can we just give Jesus all the praise? He's worthy of all the praise. Yeah. Man, so good to see you in church today, and a big hello to everybody online with us as well. There's hundreds of you who watch online from all around the nation, sometimes around the world even, and uh, so we just want to take a moment to welcome you. So, uh, Church Cedar Elm Campus, come on, let's give it up for everybody online today. Glad that you're with us. Yeah. And I'm glad that you are here too. I don't know if you've heard, we have other church service times as well. We have uh, an 8.30 and an an 11.30 in case you want a little bit more space. Come on, isn't it awesome to see the room full today? Yeah, I love that. I love that. Well, um, we are a church of next steps. Uh, From the beginning, we've been a church of next steps. And so we, we love to help people take the next step for them. And here's what we believe, that no matter how long you've been a Christian, no matter how long you've been serving God, whether you just, you've you've been serving God all of your life, you came out of the womb, like just ready to serve God, or or maybe, maybe you got saved at Easter, we believe that there's a next step for you, no matter where you are in life. And so I want to give you just a couple of next steps that we have Today and then uh, and then a couple that are coming up in the in the uh, weeks ahead. But today is baptism, everybody. It's the first Sunday of the month. Big day for us. Three people just were baptized uh, before this service, uh, in between services, and um, you know, baptism, water baptism, is something that Jesus Himself commanded us to do. He said, I want you to go to the world. I want you to preach the gospel and baptize them in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. And and even Jesus was baptized. But the baptism, in case you're not sure what it means, to be water baptized uh, is is a symbol. And some of you, maybe if you were raised in a liturgical church, you were sprinkled with water. Maybe some of you were baptized in a muddy creek somewhere in Wichita Falls. But uh, we don't do it that way anymore. We have a... uh, we, we have a tank of water out, into, out in the lobby, a little fiberglass tank. We fill it with warm water. It feels like a hot tub when you step into that thing. And you, you go into that tank of water, and, and one of our leaders will, will baptize you. And what, what that represents is they lay you back in the water. They say, because of your profession of faith, we baptize you in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. They lay you backwards into the water. And the reason they do that is it's a symbol of the old you dying. They're laying you back into a water grave, okay? And when you come up out of the water, when they raise you up out of the water, it's a symbol that you are raised to a new life in Jesus Christ. Come on, the old is gone, the new has come. You're a new creation. And so um, since Easter, or since, since the beginning of this year, I should say, we have seen 220 documented salvations at church. Come on, that means there's, a, there's some of you that it's, it's time to take a next step. So it's pretty incredible. I love that. And, and uh, so that's going to happen right after the service today. And you don't have to go home and get a change of clothes. We've got everything you need. There's shorts, shirts. We've got underwear, both kinds for, for ladies, like all of it. We got all of it. All right. We got all of it. And so we, we got you taken care of. And, and we want to celebrate with you, okay? So that's right after the service today. Just stop by the, the baptism table out in the lobby. and We'd love to get you Um, situated to be baptized today. And then for some of you, hundreds of new faces already this year, a next step for you might be growth track. And growth track step one is happening today. Uh, Step one is is, um, where you learn about the vision of our church. Who are we? What do we believe? Like what's 
What are some of the things, uh, like who, who holds me accountable? Who is my uh, oversight? How do we handle church finances? We talk about all of those things. And, and we're still an old school church in that we offer church membership. We, we believe in church membership. We, we believe we're better together. We believe that like, we're better when we do things together. And so if you want to join the church or maybe you just want to know more about City Hope, you can, you can go today. It's going to be right after this service at 1130. And then, uh, and then for some of you, the next step might, might be a little different. Um, yesterday, we had what we call the Freedom Conference. Where's all the freedom people at in the room? Woo! Yeah. You can, tell, you can tell us Freedom Weekend. They're wearing their Freedom shirts, and, and we end that small group, that particular small group, with a conference. And so maybe for some of you, as the small group semester ends, maybe your next step is to be a small group leader, to, to actually lead a group, to help somebody um, with, with maybe something that God's done in your life. And if God has, if he's set you free, if he's done a work in you, it's now time for you to help do a work in somebody else's life. And the way we do that is through small groups. So you can go online and, and sign up to lead a group if you want. But then the last thing I would mention is, um, uh, of course, First Wednesday is coming up, everybody. First Wednesday is going to be awesome. But when you came in today, there was this um, Mother's Day card on your seat. And, if, and we, Mother's Day is next Sunday. And I know that Mother's Day is sensitive for some, and it's a celebration for others. I understand that. My, I lost my mom in 2005. So, so um, I, my mom uh, passed away unexpectedly. And so I know it can be sensitive for some people, but for some it's a celebration. And so when you came in, you got this card. If you will, here's what I'd love for you to do. Take it out right now, and I want you to take a picture of it, all right? And then all of you moms in the room, I want you to guilt your children into coming to church with you next Sunday. I want you to send it to them and say, would you please come to church with me next week, all right? And then all of you kids, if, if your mom's still with us, I'd love for you to take a picture of that and send it to your mom and say, Mom, you know, I've been going to City Hope, and I uh, would love for you to come to church with me next week, all right? So, so yeah, you do that, and, uh, and, and uh, it's, it's going to be a great week, all right? So, um, all right, we're in week two of a series that we're calling Galatians. We're studying Galatians. And the theme of Galatians is continuing to live in freedom. That's the theme of Galatians. And at the beginning of this year, we, we declared that 2022 is, is the year of freedom in Jesus' name. Come on, somebody. This is the year of freedom. All right, it's the year of getting past my past. It's the year that I'm going to settle some yesterdays. It's the year that I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to quit doing some things that I don't want to do. There's things in my life that I keep doing, Pastor Ben, and I don't want to, but I keep doing it. We're going we're gonna to get free from that in Jesus' name, all right? So this is the year of freedom. And last week, we learned that the book of Galatians is not really a book. It is a letter. It's a letter written by the Apostle Paul under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, and he wrote it to the people who were living in Galatia. Galatia was, uh, is in modern-day Turkey. Okay, that's where it is. It's, it was Asia Minor. And what Paul would do is he was a church planter. He was an apostle. And he would go on these missionary journeys, and he would plant churches all across, all across uh, Asia Minor and parts of the Middle East. He planted dozens and upon dozens of, of churches. And he would raise up church leaders there in those local areas, and then he would move on and plant another church. 
And so he, he would write letters to those churches so that they could um, be encouraged. So sometimes he would direct them. Sometimes he would offer correction to them. But he would write letters to those churches. And the book of Galatians is a letter that he wrote to the people of Galatia. Gauls is what they were called. They were the Gauls. And he wrote this letter to them to correct them and to encourage them. Now, the reason he wrote it is because there, there were some Judaizers, okay? The, these, were, these were Jewish Christians. They, they followed the Jewish principles, the Jewish rituals, and they became Christians. And they started telling all of the non-Jewish Christians, the Gentiles, okay, the sinners, they started saying that, I mean, you can have faith in Jesus, but if you're going to be a real Christian, you've got to do all of these other things too. And Paul was saying, no, 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 that, that's not true. Um, salvation is by faith through Jesus Christ alone. It's not, it's not Jesus and something else. Come on, somebody. Salvation is Jesus Christ alone. And so these, these Jewish Christians were, were telling the Gentiles, like, oh, no, you, you, you've got to believe in Jesus and eat right. You've got to believe in Jesus, and all you men need to be circumcised. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They said, we're going, to have to, we're going to have to cut off your foreskin, to which they said, are, are you sure? You, I think you said your skin. You ain't, you ain't good. No. Right? I mean, it's like, imagine if you went to step one today and we said, hey, it's part of the church. <laughs> no, you're not doing that, right? Yeah, you're not doing that. You're not going there. So that's, that's essentially what's happening, though, in, in the book of Galatians is uh, these, these Jewish Christians are coming around and they're saying, now, not all Jews are Christians, but if you're going to be a Christian, you've got to become Jewish. That's essentially what they're saying. And Paul says, no, 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 no. That's not accurate. That's not right. And, and so um, what that does is it reveals a problem. It reveals a dilemma between these Gentile Christians. Okay? Um, they're, Pastor Caleb did such a great job last week of illustrating the two religions Paul talks about in chapter 1. He says there's two gospels. There's the gospel of religion. There's the, the, the gospel of religion is, is all about works. And then there's the gospel of relationship, which is about what's been done for you. So religion is about you've got to do in order to get to heaven. But the, but the gospel of relationship is about what has already been done by Jesus Christ on the cross. That's how you get to heaven. Okay, And so it's two different trees that they were swinging back and forth from. There's the tree of life, which is, man, I get to do this. I get to serve God. Man, I can't believe I get, I get to live for him. I get to serve him. But then there's the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, which is, huh, I have to? You mean I have to do this? You mean I have to go there? You mean, God, you want me to do this? That's the, that's, that's the difference. And, and I, I just feel like sometimes we, we swing back and forth from these trees, don't we? It's so easy to swing back and forth. And I'm giving you that, that recap because it's foundational to the, to, to the Galatian letter. It's foundational for us to understand that people were trying to put more on these non-Jewish Christians and say, no, if you really want to be a Christian, you, you've got you've to love Jesus but also do these other things. And sometimes we feel the same way. We feel like, well, I love Jesus, but I got to do A, B, C, and D to make him happy. You ever felt that way before? So we're getting free from that in Jesus' name. All right, now I want to look at, we're going to pick up where we left off. Last week we did chapter one, and today we're going to do chapter two. 
Okay, chapter 2 of Galatians uh, starts like this. It's in, and this is verse 11. But we're going to read about a confrontation Paul has with Peter. All right? So if you remember, Peter had had an encounter with the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit, God, God has this encounter of this sheet. He has this vision where this sheet drops down in front of him. And, and he hears the voice that says, kill and eat. And what, what God was saying to him is, you don't have to be in bondage to all of these rules and re- religions anymore, all of these rituals, but also it's okay for you to, to go to the Gentiles and preach the gospel too. And so it's twofold. And so he has this vision, and now we, we read about Peter, and it says, uh, Paul says, when Peter came to Antioch, I had a face-to-face confrontation with him, all right, because he was clearly out of line. So he's had this vision, Peter has, hey, it's okay to eat this stuff. It's okay to fellowship with non-Jews. And just by the way, Jews and non-Jews didn't mix. You understand that, right? It was, it was not just spiritual, it was racial. They didn't, they didn't jive together, okay? And so um, Paul says Peter was clearly out of line. He, he was... I'm going to show you something in a moment. He was a hypocrite. Here's how. Here's the situation. Earlier, before certain people came from James, who was also an apostle, Peter regularly ate with the non-Jews. So Peter's up in Antioch. He's having a great time. He's eating with these non-Jewish Christians, people who are not like him by birth, people who are racially different, by the way. He's eating with them. He's having a great time. But watch this. But when the conservative group that came from Jerusalem, when they got there, he cautiously started pulling back. And and he put as much distance as he could manage between himself and the people who weren't like him, the non-Jewish friends. And do you see how this is a problem? And, And so Paul says that's how fearful he was of the conservative Jewish clique that's been pushing this old system of circumcision. He was, Peter was afraid of, of these people who were saying salvation is Jesus plus all of this other stuff. Peter was afraid of them. Well, unfortunately, the rest of the Jews in Antioch joined in Peter's hypocrisy. Peter was preaching one thing but acting differently. He was being a hypocrite and so that even Barnabas was swept along in the charade. So we read this story about Peter, who was an apostle. Peter, one of Jesus' right-hand men, who is swinging back into that old way of life. Are you following me? Are you seeing it today? Okay. So, so the question I have for us today is this. The question of the day is how do we keep from going back to the old life? How do we keep from doing what Peter did? Peter was, man, he was, he was a preacher, Peter was an apostle, and he went back to the old life. So how do we keep from doing it? And and the best way I could describe it is it's like when we think about those two trees, the tree of life and the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, it's like there is a vine growing right between those two trees. And there are days when we become Tarzan. And we swing from the tree of life over to the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Watch out for that tree, right? Have you ever felt that before? Have you ever felt like, man, I'm I'm having a great day. I've spent some time with God. Oh, it's a great day. And then all of a sudden, one thing happens. And you go from the tree of life 
to bowing up on somebody, right? This happened to me recently. You know, it, it happens to me sometimes on the road while driving. And, uh, and, and you know, um, I love living in Wichita Falls. There's just, there's no traffic. I love, I love it. It's great. But the only problem is some people don't know how to drive. <laughs> me, sometimes. I mean, I'm, I'm, it's, sometimes it's me. I'll admit it. But I, I was, you know, I was, I was on Kell headed east towards downtown and going to exit. Annalise and I are together. I've had a great day. It's been an awesome day at this point, man. I've spent time with the Lord. We're having a great time together. Just me and Annalise. Oh, it's a wonderful day. I'm living in the tree of life. And I'm exiting on McNeil. And to my knowledge, as far as I can remember studying the, 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 the law, it says that if you are exiting a freeway or a controlled roadway like an interstate, you have the right of way when you're pulling onto a service road. But all y'all don't know that. So I'm just driving. I'm just driving, and I know there's a car coming, and I just kind of, I, I, I wait until I pass the solid line, because you know you're not supposed to cross over a solid line. So I'm just going to get it past that solid line, and, and I know the car's coming, it's up on me, but I'm just going to go ahead and merge over, because after all, I have the right of way. And I just merge over to the right, because I need to get to the right-hand side, and then all of a sudden, this car comes flying up around me, and they are saying all kinds of things. I'm not great at lip reading, but I know that they weren't telling me how blessed I was. <laughs> They did everything but tell me I was number one, man. <laughs> I think I started, she started peeling the banana, but it was, it was bad. It was, I was like, and, and so all of a sudden I go from living in the tree of life to, come on, let's go. What's up? I've got the right of way. Come on, you need to back up, right? I've never hit a woman before. No, I didn't do that. I was like, uh, uh. So... But it, I went from tree of life to tree of knowledge of good and evil, just like that. And I was, man, I was so frustrated. And, and, and I'm telling you that story because, um, because I think you feel the tension too, don't you? Don't you feel that tension of wanting to do right? And if you were the one who did that to me, I forgive you. I forgive you. Uh, <laughs> I had to work through for a few hours just forgiving, but I forgive you now. No, so, so we feel that tension of, I want to do, what, do what's right, but why do I keep getting pulled back? Why do I keep getting pulled to the things that I don't want to do? And this was what the Galatian people were dealing with. And that's why Paul, he writes this letter to them because they're, they're getting pulled. They're getting pulled back to an old way. They're getting pulled into something that is not really, it's not really God's plan for their life. And Paul says it this way. He says, we know very well that we are not set right with God by rule keeping. And this is the part of the service that gets quiet because for most of us, we want rules. We want guidelines. We, we, want, we, we want you to tell us how far we can go. Tell us what the limit is. And, and Paul says, that's the wrong way of living. We're not made right with God by doing everything right. We're made right with God because Jesus did everything right. Come on, somebody. That's the reason we're made right. He says we're made right. We're not made right by rule keeping, but only through personal faith in Jesus Christ. That is why we are made right. And he says, well, how do we know? Paul, how, how do we know that it's through faith? 
Well, he says, we tried it. We tried keeping the rules. He said, we had the best set of rules that the world has ever seen. He's talking about, we had the Ten Commandments, and inside of the Ten Commandments were hundreds of laws and commandments that they had to keep. We just know them as the Ten. But some, some theologians believe that there were as many as 600 different commandments and rules that they would have to keep in order to not break one of the commandments. Paul says, we had the best system. We had all the do's and don'ts you could think of, but it didn't work. He says, convinced that no human being can, can please God by self-improvement. And if I just try harder, no, you'll come up short. If I just do everything that he wants me to do, then he'll be happy. No, you'll come up short. You're, you're never going to be able to be right with God by self-improvement. He, he says that we believed in Jesus as the Messiah. That's how we were made right. So that we might be set right before God by trusting in the Messiah, not trying to be good. And for, for years, the, what the church has said to people who are battling maybe addictions or you're, you're struggling with an, a habit that you don't want to do that you can't stop doing, the church's response is, well, you need to pray more and you need to read more and you need to try harder. But scientifically, it's proven that trying harder doesn't work. All trying harder does is tighten the noose of bondage around your life. Okay? So we're not made right by trying harder. He says, what actually took place is this. I tried keeping the rules and working my head off to please God. I, I couldn't do it. It didn't work. So what I decided was I'm going to quit being a lawman so that I can be God's man. God's man. And that's what I want for us today is I want you to be God's man, God's woman. I want, you to, I want, I want that for your life. All right? I want that for your life. But here's, here's the problem. Most of us, most of us want our situations to change. I'm a little ahead of myself. Um, they believed in trying, try, trying harder. That's what they believed. Now, um, the, I, I want you to be God's man. That's where I'm at. I want you to be God's woman, all right? You say, how do you do that? How can I be God's man? How can I be God's woman? Is there a secret to that? Is there a secret to living the life that God's called me to be? Is there a secret to, to not going back? And I would tell you there is. And it's in, Genesis, it's in Galatians 2. Galatians 2, verse 20, the secret is I have been crucified with Christ, all right? Crucified. That's the secret of not going back because when we're crucified with Christ, it's not me living anyway. It's Christ living in me. See, the life that I live in the body, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and he gave himself for me. So Paul says, if you want to live uh, what I'm calling you to do, people of Galatia, what I'm calling you to do, people of Wichita Falls, City Hope, wherever you're watching from, is to live a crucified life, to put some things to death in your life. Even Jesus talked about the crucified life. He said that if anyone would come after me, if you would follow Jesus, here's what you've got to do. Deny yourself, take up your cross, and follow him. Follow him. For whoever wants to save his life will lose it. You want to do it your way? Well, it's not going to go very well. But if, if you'll do it his way, if you lose your life for Jesus, if you crucify some things in your life, you will find it. You'll find it.
And that's what we want. You see, a lot of us, we, we want our situation to change. If you're taking notes, jot that down. You want your situation to change. But I, I'm just here to tell you that God wants us to change. See, you're out there praying that the people on the frontage road would change. You're praying that people on Kell will change. You're praying that people in leadership in our city would change. And God's saying, no, I, I want you to change. I want to do a work in your life. And here's what you'll find out. See, you, you want everybody else to change, but I'm telling you, you will never find freedom in your life until you change. Because if everybody else changes and you stay the same, you're going to wake up one morning and you're going to realize that you're the same miserable person you've always been because you didn't change. I'm preaching there. Come on. Well, if it wasn't for all these other people, victim mentality. You, we've got to change. Let God do a work in us. So here's, here's what I'm, I believe God's speaking to us today is that I don't need my situation to change. I need to change. Well, if she would do this and if he would do that and if they didn't act this way, no. Let God do a work in your life. Amen? All right, all right. So we're going to talk about living the crucified life. Something has to die in our lives. Something has to die. Paul said it this way to the Romans. He said, for, for we know that our old self was crucified. Why? So that the body of sin might be done away with. So our old self was crucified so that we might do away with sin. But here's, here's another reason that we should no longer be slaves to sin. So we crucify our old selves so, so that we don't have to be a slave to that sin any longer because anyone who has died has been freed from sin. Amen. Let me make it really plain for you. Here's what Paul's trying to say to you is that a dead person can't be angry. A dead person can't be addicted. A, a dead person can't battle with lust. A, a dead person is free of all of those things because they've died to it. Are you following me? And that's what I want for us today. In this year of freedom, I'm, I'm just the theme. Let's keep living in freedom. Let's keep growing. Let's keep drawing closer to God. And so I want to I show you three ways that you can live the crucified life. All right, three ways that you can live the crucified life. And in your notes, you can jot this down. Number one is you have to deny myself. Deny myself. How do I do that? Well, you have to crucify yourself. Now, I'm not talking physical crucifixion. I'm, I'm talking about crucify like your pride. The, the, the part of you that says, oh, this really isn't for me. I mean, he's doing a great job, but I, I don't really have any areas of my life that I need to be free of. Let that be crucified. Um, Paul said it this way. He said, I die every day. Every day, I let God put to death some things in my life that don't need to be there. Every day, I'm going to get rid of some things that really are pulling me back to the old way of life. Every day of my life, I'll give you a practical way, a practical way that I... I put things to death in my life, nearly every day of my life, is I, I just through prayer. Every day I'll say, God, 
I give you my mind today. Lord, I'm giving you my life. Your word says to offer my body as a living sacrifice to you. And today I'm offering my body as that sacrifice. Your word says that I can be transformed by the renewing of my mind. So God, I give you my mind today. I thank you that I have the mind of Christ. And your word says that you will keep me in perfect peace as long as my mind is stayed on you. Lord, I thank you that I can think on things that are true, noble, right, pure, lovely, admirable, excellent, and praiseworthy. And as I think on those things, God, the God of peace will be with me. And God, I give you my eyes today. I choose that I'm not going to look lustfully at a woman. I will put no vile thing before my eyes. I choose to serve you with my eyes. God, I'm giving you my ears today. I want to hear your voice. Your word says that your sheep know your voice. I'm your sheep. I want to hear your voice. God, I give you my mouth that I'm going to build others up and I'm not going to tear them down. I'm going to encourage, not discourage. I'm going to be a blessing to the world around me. Lord, I'm giving you my hands today that where I go and what I do with my feet, wherever they take me, Lord, I'm going to be an instrument used for you. What I'm doing is I'm offering my body to him. I'm offering me. I'm crucifying self. John the baptizer said it this way. He must become greater and greater, and I must become less and less. He must increase. I must decrease. So let me give you a practical step. How, how do we do this? How do we crucify self? Here's how. Walk in humility. Walk in humility. I don't have it figured out. I don't know all the answers. I don't know which way to turn. God, I need you today. Lord, I surrender my life to you. Lord, I'm giving you all that I am. I surrender all to you. I give it all. And, and you say, say, less of me, more of you, Jesus. Less of me, more of you. You're crucifying self. Okay, that's number one. By the way, this is what Jesus said. To deny yourself. Deny the things that your, your body, your mind, your, your soul are hungry for. And number two, take up your cross. Take up your cross. So, so this um, is crucifying your flesh. Your flesh is not your skin. Your flesh is sin. Think about it that way. Your flesh is the sinful desires. Your flesh is the, the sinful passions that are inside of you that we all have, by the way. And, and, and we're crucifying the flesh. Paul says it this way, that those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the sinful nature that we're born with. You came into this world with a sinful nature. He says we've got to put that to death. We've got to crucify the passions and the desires of the sinful nature. So some people would say, well, Pastor Ben, I've just always been this way. This is who I am. This is just me. I was born this way. My, my daddy was this way, and my granddaddy was this way, and my great-granddaddy was this way. This is just who I am. Like it or not, here it is. And I would say, no, that doesn't have to be true for your life. You don't have to give in to the desires and the sinful nature of your life. You don't have to do that. God has a greater plan. You, you don't have to go there. You are not, you are not what you feel. Amen. You are not what you think. You are not your predisposition or your orientation. You don't have to be that way. Well, what do I do then, Pastor Ben? Well, you, you've, got, you've got to do this. You've got to choose for yourselves today who you're going to serve. And sometimes it's a choice every day. Because every day you're going to wake up and you might feel like, I don't want to serve God today, but you've got to make a choice every day that I'm going to serve the Lord 
And I love, I love this. As for me and my house, we will. Oh, not that we're going to try. Not that if I feel like it. No, we will serve the Lord. Let me say it this way. We live by choices, not feelings. Come on, we live by principle, not pressure. We live by standards and not senses. We live by what the conviction of the Holy Spirit through the word of God. Come on, somebody. It's time that we make the right choices and crucify the flesh. Crucify that sinful nature. Crucify it. Not in your notes, but uh, it's something that if you've been at City Hope for a while, you, you know what I'm about to say next. Choices lead, feelings follow. I don't feel like it. Make a decision anyway. Decide to do it, and, and feelings will follow. Choices lead, feelings follow. All right, so that's number two. If I'm going to live the crucified life, I'm, I'm going to deny myself. No. I'm not going there. I'm not gonna, I, I, no, I'm, I'm not, I'm not going to give in to that selfish thing, whatever it is. I'm going I'm to take up my cross, and then number three, I'm not going to turn back. Don't turn back. Don't turn back. And this is about crucifying the world, crucifying the world. Uh, I love that old song. I have decided to follow Jesus. No turning back, no turning back. I have decided to follow Jesus. No turning back, no turning back. It's, it's a mantra. It's a decision. It is, I'm going to crucify the world. I, I'm deciding I'm going to serve God, but I'm being pulled, Pastor Ben. Crucify the world. Crucify those, those things that are pulling you in the other direction. Paul said it this way. I, I don't want to ever boast about anything else in life except the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ through which the world's been crucified to me and I to the world. Been crucified. So crucifying the world means that, that like, every one of us have a world filter. Every one of us have maybe thoughts about what's going on in the world. And, and honestly, some of us are allowing the world to influence us. So some of us, can, can I just tell you today that you will never find true freedom in your life as long as you are letting social media influence you. By the way, if, if an influencer has to tell you that they're an influencer... They're not an influencer. We crucify the world. A lot of us are letting the world influence us. We're letting the world dictate where we go, what we do, how we feel, how we respond. And listen, I'm not about to give you a list of do's and don'ts. Because I feel like if I gave you a list of do's and don'ts, we would go right back to what Paul is trying to get us away from. Jesus plus do this. Jesus plus wear this. So I'm not, I'm not giving you a list of do's and don'ts. That's the Holy Spirit's job for you. That's the Holy Spirit's job to come into your life and to speak to you and to talk to you about maybe places that you go and things that you do and things that you watch. That's the Holy Spirit's job to speak to you about those things. And, and the way you find out those convictions is in His Word. 
He begins to speak to you. Now, um, I, for, for a lot of you, if, if you've been coming to church here long enough, you, you may have heard me say, you know, talk about the, the background that I was raised in. I, w- I was raised in a classical Pentecostal church. And, and you're like, oh, no, now it makes sense. Uh, but uh, um, I love my heritage. And there, there's some things that, you know, maybe we, we, we don't do the way we used to do back then. But uh, one of the things that we did in my church growing up was uh, every once in a while, our church youth group would have a burn service. And I don't know if any of y'all know what I'm talking about. A show of hands, do you know what a burn service is? Okay. Burn service is where you bring your drug paraphernalia. You, you, you bring your, your rock music. I mean, they used to teach back in the day, rock music will damn your soul. And we'd bring the rock music. We'd bring, we would bring, uh, people would bring pornography, all kinds of stuff. And they'd just throw it in the bonfire. And, you know, I was thinking about that this week. I thought, man, we were a little bit extreme. You know, we, we were a little bit out there. But honestly, as I thought about it, I thought, you know what? They were really trying to teach us. I think, I think the heart behind it was that they were saying, you've got to make a break. Like, you, come on, you can't just keep holding on to this stuff. You can't just keep living this out. There are some things that you need to crucify in your life, that you need to make a break from those things. Hey, so throw them in the fire because you're never going to get them back. And today, maybe there's some of you that you just need to make the break. You need to make the break. You need to get baptized. You need to go to the growth track. You, you need to give your life to Jesus today. You need to make the break. And it is not my responsibility to tell you what it is in your life. That's the Holy Spirit's responsibility. And I want to give him an opportunity to speak to you right now. So w- would you bow your heads? And I want you to just, in your seat where you're at, ask the Holy Spirit, what are you saying to me? Holy Spirit, what are you saying to me? What is it in your life, maybe, that that needs to be crucified? What is it in your life? Maybe it's a guilt that you're carrying. You feel the weight of your past, the weight of your sin, and you need to crucify that. You need need to lay it at his, his feet. Let me ask it this way. As the Holy Spirit speaks to you, I want you to imagine a life. Imagine a life where you started off your day on your face before God. Imagine a life that God wants to give you where where you're not obeying your your passions and your desires, but you're giving in to His purpose and His plan for your life. Imagine a life where you're saying no to some things of the world, some things that are pulling you back so that you can say yes to what God wants for your life. Imagine that kind of life. That's a life of freedom. And I want to pray that you can experience that today. Father, I pray for every one of us as we imagine that kind of life, a life of freedom, a life where we're not in bondage to the the things that have held us captive, a life that, that, that is not Jesus plus something else, plus a bunch of rules, plus a bunch of things that we've got to check off the list, but a life simply devoted to Jesus Christ, simply devoted to you, Jesus. A life of freedom where we walk away from some things that have been holding us captive, holding us in bondage. Today, Lord, we want to crucify the self, the 
part of us that would be prideful, the part of us that would say we don't have any problems. God, we crucify that today. We crucify the flesh, the sinful passions, the sinful lusts, the desires that wage a war inside of us, and we crucify the world, things of the world that maybe we don't even participate in, but maybe we've been dabbling in. Maybe it's been something that we've we've been inching closer to, and it's time for us to crucify the world. God, we, we surrender today, and we choose to live a life of separation, a life of separation in Jesus' name. And with your head still bowed, if you're here today and you'd say, Ben, I'm, I'm far from God, and I, I need to surrender. Like, like I, I've been trying to live my life with Jesus plus some other things, or maybe I've not even given Jesus a chance. Maybe, maybe you've been doing it your way. Maybe you've been calling the shots. Maybe you've been in charge in your life, and, and you're at a point today where you're, you feel the weight of, of your sin. You feel the weight of it, and you want to be free from that. The only way you can be free from it is faith in Jesus Christ. It's the only way. And I want to give you that opportunity to make him the Lord of your life today. If that's you, on the count of three, I want you to boldly, passionately, courageously lift your hand just between me and you. And I'm going to lead you in a prayer. All right, if that's you, on the count of three, lift up your hand. One, two, three. Come on, hands up. One, two, three, four. Anybody else would say that's me? Five. Who else would say that's me, Pastor Ben? I'm going all in. Six. Seven. Who else would say eight, nine, ten? Thank you. I'm proud of you. I'm, I'm proud of every one of you. Eleven, twelve. I'm going all in. I'm, I'm surrendering today. Anybody else? Amen. Hey, this is your moment. Today, we're, we're going to walk in freedom. I'm so proud of you. Come on, let's say this prayer together. Everybody out loud. Say, Jesus, I give you my life. I repent. I turn from my ways to follow your ways. Jesus, you are enough for me. Will you forgive me? Cleanse me. Wash me. Make me new. Deliver me from my old ways. From this day forward, I will live for you the best that I know how. Thank you for being my Lord and Savior. In Jesus' name, amen, amen, amen. Come on, let's give Jesus praise today. Let's thank God today. Amen. Praise God. Praise God for what he's doing in your life. And it's just so awesome to see God move in the presence of God at work. And I just want to let you know, those of you who gave your lives to Christ, that we as a church are so proud of you, but also that God is so proud of you. And and he's smiling down on you. And, and we are a church of next steps. And so we believe that no matter where we are in our journey, that there's always another step for us to take. There's always another step for us to take to continue growing and becoming the people that God has for us to be. And ultimately what we want to do is take, take you on a journey, a journey to a vibrant, life-giving relationship with Jesus. That's what we're all after is a relationship with Jesus. And so if you did give your life to Christ today, I'd love to just ask you to do me a favor on that connection card that I mentioned at the beginning of the service. If you would just get that out, let us know what your decision is today. There's a, there's a spot on the card that says my decision today. 
and you can just select the box that applies to you. That helps us be able to celebrate what God is doing in your life, but it also allows us to know how to pray for you. So we want to be able to pray for you and serve you and take you on this journey the best that we know how. We've also had our team put together these resources here. This is called a next steps box. And inside of this box, are resources that will help you know some immediate steps that you can begin taking to grow and nurture this new relationship that you just began today. So pick one of these up in the lobby at our Next Steps station. They're totally free. So just stop by and a team member will be happy to serve you and get you one of these. So we're about to get ready to move to the part of the service where we worship the Lord in our giving. And I just want to say thank you as a church for your generosity, for your faithfulness, and your obedience to the Lord. This is the first Sunday of the month. It's what we like to call a tithing weekend uh, where we bring in the first fruits as the Bible teaches. And so I know like me and my wife, we get paid on the first of the month. So we, we have that auto schedule. It just automatically goes out and it's just an honor and a joy to, to be able to give and to make a difference through generosity. Um, and so we never ask that you give anything, just that you would do what the Lord puts on your heart. And if you're a guest with us today, there's no pressure for you to give anything. This, this service is our gift to you. The only thing that I would ask is we would love it if you would put that connection card in the container as it comes by so that we can pray for you. So our team's going to get ready to serve us. In just a moment, I'm going to lead us in a prayer. When I say amen, you'll see our prayer team up front. If you need prayer for anything at all, just please feel free during this last song to make your way down and the prayer team will be happy to pray with you. So let's go ahead and pray together. God, we love you. We thank you so much that we get to give, Lord, that we get to be a part of your kingdom, Lord, that we get to make a difference through our generosity, through serve days, through planting churches all around our nation, God, through missions around the world in many different countries. Lord, thank you that we get to make a difference, Lord. We thank you for your presence. We thank you for your power. Pray that you would bless every life. God, we'll never be the same. We say this all in Jesus' name. Everybody said amen. Hey, come on, let's stand together and worship. And if you need prayer, you can begin moving now. Wednesday and go with God because he's going with you.